Hello, and welcome back to Run Story with Lenny O'Connor. Today, my guest is Ms. Tracy Wilson. She is a runner herself, as well as a race announcer. She does a lot of races in New York City, New York City Marathon. She was at the Chicago Marathon this year. She'll be in LA this weekend for the LA Marathon. She is a very, very special woman. It is her vocation in life to cheer at races. She's so cool. I can't wait to share this podcast with you. It's really special. Without further ado, I will let Tracy tell you her story. I just was so happy to look at your wall of metals oh. and dibs and all the oh. excitement. It's very inspiring. My dig me wall. I Thank love your you. dig me wall. <laughs> Did you make up that or is that what it's called? No, I, so I have a sister that was Miss Illinois back in the day. Oh. She, was, oh. she was actually Miss Illinois 2009, fun oh. fact. But wow. there was one point where like there were traffic, you know, you know where you're driving on the highway yeah. and you yeah. see uh, like... 10 miles to Macomb, Illinois, mm-hmm. blah, blah, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then underneath it says... Home of Miss Illinois. Oh, <laughs> she had that sign that oh, said, I, I, Home of Miss Macomb 2009, oh, yeah. Miss Illinois oh, 2009. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. she had this big traffic sign. And <laughs> like... We used to joke that it was, like, part of her dig me wall. She oh, yeah, had, like, a bunch of wall. stuff. Dig me wall. Like, with her face plastered yeah. all over it. Um, well, I was not Miss Illinois, um, but I did used to compete in Miss Buffalo. Did you really? Uh, yes, Is, but only because as, I tried to win money for school. And of I am the, like, uh, five-time reigning Miss Congeniality. <laughs> of course you are. Of course like, you are. I never really had the right dress. I never really had the... Like, everybody would do you know, sing their opera or do mm-hmm. their classical piano. And I was like, I want to sing a monologue. Can I do a monologue? Can I do a monologue? Like, I just wasn't, it just wasn't really. Oh, my God. But yes. I always did really well on the interview because of I'm course. like, you want me to talk about myself? <laughs> um, but then, ironically, now it has changed, the swimsuit, which was slash supposed to be called physical fitness. Lifestyle and fitness. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I did not score well in. What? Because How? I didn't have big fakey boobs and I didn't Whatever. put all the padding and I didn't do the and I didn't You're like just, spray tan my yeah. legs I was just sort of like an like I'm a little yeah. bit skinny and my legs are a little knobby <laughs> and my legs are super pasty they call me chalk legs in college just to give you an idea well, I, if I were a judge but, I would have scored your real life thank you but here's the thing I would have been like I clearly had like muscular arms and uh-huh. like I, I was like if this is physical yeah. fitness can we do some push-ups and like let's like really, like give me the fifteen percent that this is oh, worth. The girls tried Whatever. to do that one year. They it they it didn't work. They did like <laughs> I think they did push-ups every time someone got cut. Mm. Yeah, from Miss America wow. on the live telecast. So dig me walls. So dig me walls. It's a real thing. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> every runner's got one. I you have, probably have a well, couple medals. Okay, okay. right. I, I mean, I have a couple medals. Well, let's okay. let's let's sure, start sure. by explaining sure. who you are. <laughs> Tell the people why I've asked you here today. Who are you? What That's do you an do? Awesome question. I am a race announcer for many of the big races in New York City and actually around the country now. Mm-hmm. And I also am a sports MC for live events, doing family entertainment and interviewing athletes. And I'm also an actor. 
But one of the things in New York City I'm kind of known for is like a lot of people who participate in big athletic endeavors, big running events, kind of a lot of the corporate challenges I emcee. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, you're the girl from the marathon or are you the, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. So yeah, so Tracy and I met through, of course, Dana Shulman. Yeah, who, like, I think everyone, I think everyone that follows on this podcast will then be a contact that I oh, know yes. <laughs> because, because of Dana. Dana. But we ran the New York Mini one year. We did together. We did, and that was my first. That was my first official like Roadrunner event that I ran. Mm-hmm. Right, that was my first running event in New York City that I ran. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked about, I'd been a race announcer for many years. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually run any of the races. I felt like I was running with a celebrity, by the way. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was oh, like, oh my god, we're running with Tracy Wilson. Oh my god, thank you. Um, I was like, I'm running with you guys. I was like, I hope I can keep up them. I hope, like, I don't mess up. I hope I don't oh. get the water the right way. <laughs> Pshaw. No, it was super fun. Actually, that was a really great and exciting race. That like, was really a really was. fun one. And, and to be honest, I loved running with just like, all those women. And it just felt like glorious and amazing and the fabulous. Mini, yeah. and the mini 10K is one of my favorite races. I, I, I know I say that they're all my favorite right. races throughout the year, yeah, but yeah. the mini 10K is particularly special. special because yeah. for, for those who don't know, it was started in 1972 by uh, Fred LeBeau. And I, I believe Catherine Switzer was involved in... In, I would imagine. In the beginning. Well, obviously she was, yeah. you know, she was the wim- woman. Right. She was the, the woman. woman. <laughs> she, was, she was the only one at the she time. She was the woman. But they wanted to do a road race in New York City. And back in the day, shutting Central Park West down all the way up to 90th Street was like heresy. Yeah. Like, yeah. you didn't do it for women. Mm-hmm. We still run that race today. Yeah, it's great. And it's a super fun uh, girl game day. It was super fun. Well, and what's interesting is, so I had... I should say this. It's the first race I ran that I got a medal. Oh, okay. exciting. <laughs> and it was super exciting. Because, so that was 2016 that I did okay. that. So prior to that, I had signed up for the NYC half, mm-hmm. which is in March. So yes. that, that mini 10K was a couple months after that. I had never run a race before mm-hmm. of any kind. Okay. Not a 5K, not a 10K, zero. Yeah. I'm like, I think my first race should be a half marathon. <laughs> You bless your ambition. <laughs> well, so like we were saying earlier, I spent a lot of time when I race announced saying, so here's what the course is. You're going to go up Harlem Hill and you're going to make a left and you're going to turn west or you're going to whatever, I, you know, all the things. I had never actually run Harlem Hill. Mm-hmm. In any other job that I got hired for, I do the research and I figure out as much as I can learn. So I know to speak from the best place of authorities possible about what I'm talking about. And at some point I was like, you know, I should probably actually run Harlem Hill because I'm always like, oh, at Harlem Hill, ooh, it's so hard. Oh. Like just because I'm just like going off of what everybody says. No, but really it's hard. But I had no, like, but I had no actual experience yeah. myself doing it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I should run this. I should do it. So the half, of course, is a marathon. Uh, I mean, it's a lottery to get into the half. Sure. So I was like, okay. I will submit for the lottery. Mm-hmm. If I do it, then I got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get in, then, then there we go. Mm-hmm. I'll figure out. I, I mean, I didn't know how to train. I knew nothing. I didn't know anything. And up to then, I would call myself a yogi, right? Okay. I do a lot of yoga. I love yoga. 
you know, depending on like at a time when I was a big gym membership, I used to like step and sculpt classes, which mm -hmm. I loved. Or maybe I'd take a Zumba, like, mm -hmm. or like a long time ago, maybe I'd take like dance classes just for fitness because I'm like an actor that can kind of dance, but I'm not really a dancer, but I enjoy it, right? Okay. I've always been athletic, but not an athlete. Okay. Right? Sure. And I've never been a runner. But you know, let me say okay. this. Okay, wait, wait. You, you, you know I'm going to interrupt you with this. Okay. Like, you, the only thing you need to be a runner is, like, a pair of shoes. For sure. <laughs> but I didn't, but I did not. Okay. I would never have called myself a runner. You would, back in those right. days. No, back in those days I wouldn't. Now, I, do now I would call myself a runner. You're a runner. I would call myself a runner. You're a runner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would call myself a runner. Yeah. I, I won't call myself, like, a marathoner because I'm not, or, like, a speed racer yes. or any of those things. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, but, but I really do enjoy running a lot. Sure. And it surprised me. Was it, oh, like, okay, when I was in, like, sixth grade, I was, like, in field days, I was a super fast sprinter, and I'd win the blue ribbons yes. in sprinting, and I would, like, be in the 440 with the relays, and mm -hmm. I was great at it. I never pursued running. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know at the time that my dad was in track when he was in high school and, like, was a big star in track. No I didn't way. even know that until I was an adult. I don't know how I missed that. Right? How did you miss that? I have no idea. Huh. I guess he didn't tell me, or maybe I didn't ask. Mm. Um, because my dad was an elementary school art teacher, and we talked about art. We talked about those things and creativity, you know? Yeah. So we didn't talk about sports necessarily. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'd, like, run on the treadmill a couple miles here and there, mm -hmm. never, but I never would be an outdoor runner or say like, I'm going to lace up some sneaks and go run five. Like that was not something right. that I would ever have done. I did end up getting into the half in 2016, the NYC half, the United NYC half. Then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, oh God, now I, I have to I train gotta, for this like, thing. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I thought this was super dumb idea. Yeah. I could train <laughs> in the winter. Yeah. It's like, not a good time to train. What was I thinking? I've and I've never I this is this is a double negative, but I've never not been sick for the NYC mm -hmm. I've never not been sick for that race. Well, here's the thing. So yes, cut to that chase. I got very sick. Mm -hmm. Very sick. And I did not get to run it in 2016. Bummer. I went to the marathon I went to the pavilion, like I did the what I went to the um what do you call it? The expo. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Went to the expo. I went to the expo. I did all the things, but I was like not feeling good. Oh. And I was feeling like the bad chills coming on. Yeah. I was feeling all the things. And I was like, no, just sleep for a couple days. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. But here's the thing. Like I have a history of illness. I have a history of like bad immune system, like all mm. these things. I knew I was pushing it. Yeah. And I knew I was pushing it in the training. I knew. And I was like, just one more week, one more week. Mm -hmm. And my body was like, no more weeks, <laughs> no more days. It was really, really hard to not get to run after training for my first run. Yeah. My first big real run. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. It was so heartbreaking. And it was like, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I just don't feel like, it was like, I could not, I did not have the energy. I couldn't even go to the bathroom out of my bed. It was horrible. And I was, the point is running that mini 10K with you and Dana and all the ladies. Mm -hmm. We had like a whole It was game. so much fun. It was so much fun. And it wasn't about time. Nope. It wasn't about, I mean, not for me, it wasn't, right? It was like, I'm just going to yeah. enjoy this. And I'm just going to be like in this race in Central Park, doing a thing I have never done yet. Mm -hmm. I have not run a race in Central Park where somebody gives me a medal. 
cake. And a flower. You know, and a they, flower. Give, they give you a flower. A flower. And, you it's know, really cute. And it was super, super sweet. It was so fun. But what was funny is, so in that training, A, I realized like, oh my God, I have to train in the winter and this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And also, winter for me used to be Deadsville. Like as an actor and a host, it used to be nothing. And yep. now it's a very busy time. Really? Yeah. How so? So because I have a couple of yearly gigs mm-hmm. and one of them is I do these events for Cycle for Survival, which are charity events, yes. like indoor indoor cycling for mm-hmm. MSK. The big, fancy, awesome, they raise tons and tons, like, well, millions and millions of dollars for cancer research, right? So these events... We're talking spinning, correct? Yes. Yes. They call it indoor cycling. Indoor cycling. But, but okay. yes, it's a spin class. I got it. It's a spin class <laughs> at, at Equinox, right? And that's, Great. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And they're incredible. And they're all over the country. And so it's kind of almost like a six-week tour where every weekend I go somewhere different to do cool. these classes. No. I go somewhere different to MC the event, but somebody else, I don't, I'm not a in-class instructor, right? Okay. Somebody else does it. There are these high energy, it's almost like You'd doing hours of a role. Class. <laughs> I'd be like, you guys, I would just so great. It'd be so fun. It's almost like I do eight hours of aerobics per day mm-hmm. when I do these events. Yeah. And I will log, now that I have a Fitbit, I understand that I will log <laughs> like 110 floors per day, 18 miles of jumping yeah. and running around during one day. Wow. So what happened was two things. One, I had all of these events and then the United Half was the next weekend. So I thought, well, this is perfect because I have all these high energy events and then the first weekend I have off will be the half marathon, so I'll be ready. I'll be ready for a big event that day. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened was, because it was my first big race, and I was training to the Hal Higdon app, which was amazing, and I loved it. It's a great app. The Novice One app. Like, I loved it. It was very helpful for me. It was Mm -hmm. very structured. It, like, really... And I, like, listened to, like, you got it. Like, I I loved it. I'm a sucker for that type of encouragement. you're bringing me back. I mean, right? I love it. I didn't, at that time, trust... I didn't have a Fitbit. I didn't know. But I didn't trust that, like, me doing these events all weekend counted. Right. Because it wasn't running. Yeah. So, basically, I would get up on Friday, run 10 miles, do, like, a 10-mile event Friday night, an 18-mile event Saturday, and then, like, a 10-mile event Sunday. Essentially is how it logged out. Right. And so, by the time it got to the week of the race, my body was like, stop it. (laughs) Like, Stop. Did you really run 10 miles before you jumped for 10 miles? No. No. <laughs> absolutely not. So the next year, I I signed up. You know, I got to go back. Uh-huh. That year, I actually never ran 10 miles in the training. I never ran as far yeah. because you it was, I had the same schedule. And I was like, I know that on that Saturday before, I'm literally jumping and running and dancing 18 miles worth of my Fitbit and 110 floors. Uh-huh. So, like, I, this counts. This counts. Like, I don't need... Like, I had much more trust in what my body was doing and what it physically could handle and my endurance. You know, it's interesting. Like, doing all these other things, like aerobics and yoga and, like, whatever, all the things. And I didn't trust myself as a runner because it's different. It's It's different. It is different. Your endurance is different for me because the mental game is different. The mental game is totally different. It's totally different Mm -hmm. because I'm not doing the same thing in repetition. Right. Right. And the way my mind works, it's like really easy for me to burn 20 hours high energy. If I'm like, I'm this, then I'm this, then I'm there, then I'm here, then I'm there. Mm -hmm. And it's like always changing and bouncing around Uh in the practice 
of running and doing the same repetitive motion continually for hours was new and different. Look, Tracy, I'm gonna tell, <laughs> I'm gonna level with you here. Level with me. It's a mind fuck. It's a mind fuck. It was a total mind fuck. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. That's that's just what it is. Right. It's like you against your mind being yeah. like, no, don't quit on me. Don't quit on me. Do not quit on me. We're going to do this thing. And that's that's what I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can do this. Right. I don't know if I can do whatever else right. that's going on in my right. life. But, but I, can I can definitely do. do this. This I can do. So when I was training the first time for the half, I was training after a lot of personal strife. Right? People. Yes. A lot mm-hmm. of personal people. I was at the tail end of dealing with a big struggle with infertility and trying to kind of close that chapter mm-hmm. and own the fact that like, okay, this isn't going to happen. Like you need to figure out how to move on with your life. I didn't know how to do that because I've never quit at anything. I've, I'm always pursuing the things I want to pursue. Like mm-hmm. I legitimately did not know how to say like, this is a thing you can't have. Move on. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. So I was like, okay, I need two things. I probably need to go to therapy and I need to start running. <laughs> I advocate both of those things. Right, exactly. Like both For anyone. Super important. <laughs> and you know what? So do I. Yeah. So do I. Well, and here's the thing. Okay, so we're, you know, we're coming to you live. Well, not live. But we're coming to you from New York City. We're coming right? to you. We're live. Wherever you are listening City. from, mm-hmm. taped live, this is New York City. So I don't drive anymore because I live in New York City. Of course not. Right? So I grew up in Buffalo where when I would drive in Buffalo, there is something meditative and something about driving in a car alone. You've got you and your music or your podcast or your thoughts or whatever that is. And you have to pay attention to the road. and You're paying attention a certain amount, but also your mind is kind of free a little bit. So I found for me... That running is that same thing. Holy crap. Yeah. You just blew my mind. I right did? Now. I was you, like, you're too- you should see your face right now. Me like, what? Quad? Yeah. Yes. So that's yeah. what I found. I never put that together. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I'm not driving. Right. That's that's right. my me time. Right? Yeah. Oh, so man. I have found okay. that, that running is the time where I just go and listen to music or a podcast or if I'm working on something creative, if I'm like working on like a film note or if I'm memorizing lines. I do these things called script walks, the script runs, uh-huh. where I like run with my scripts yeah. and I run with my notes or I will have an idea that I need to meditate on. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to come up with a title for this short film I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And I like put it in my head when I go for a run. And it's usually very successful because then I come home and I do the thing, you know, the legs up the wall stretch, yeah. right? So I'll go run. I'll have my idea. I'll do, I'll do the run and then do legs up the wall and I'll like cactus out my arms yes. and I'll just like let the ideas like download. And it That's works. So like it works. That's so good. It works. It's funny because I, I would love to run a marathon at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to say, and hopefully this podcast will age well. I would like, <laughs> I would like to run a marathon when I am a, and I'm going to say the words, famous and well-known actor. Okay. And I can run a marathon as like a celeb and run a sh- and like raise okay. a shit ton of money. Right? Great. And then I also, it doesn't matter how fast I go because I'll be hugging people and taking selfies along the way. <laughs> you, I mean, you will no matter what. That's you know going to be mean? a thing. Like, yes. It's going to be a thing. So like I have this vision mm-hmm. of running a marathon 
when I'm like a series regular on a TV show. Okay. And it's like a thing. And, I, and it's like, oh, and she used to be a race announcer for the marathon in New York City. And oh, this is amazing. Like I have this vision of this thing. Yeah. Right. I don't know if a marathon is in my cards until then. Okay. Not sure yet. Not okay. sure. I think more have. Yes. What I have found is I love to run now without necessarily having to worry about my time. I like to run just actually to do it, which is crazy pants. Because it's not, that's not, it's crazy. not crazy. Pants. It's not at all crazy. It's pants. not what I, let me, it's not what I expected. Okay. It's not what I expected. I'll take that. Here's this. I am a kind of type A, kind of driven. Oh, are you? <laughs> what? What? Everyone's I'm shocked kind of, now. No, what? what? <laughs> I'm like structured and driven. And I'm, I'm like creative and spontaneous within a structure. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, I yes. have my ideas, I have my things I'm going for, within the day, within the whatever, but, like, my big picture is pretty, like, here's what I want, here's mm-hmm. what I'm doing, here are my goals, here's my plan. Yes. Like, okay? Yes. I was taking this workshop about masculine and feminine energy. Okay. Do you know anything about this? I, I know many. I, okay. Yes. This is something you said. Yes. Okay. For those of you who are listening who may not. But, okay. Um, it works like this. You know, we all have both, and this isn't about, like, who you love or have sex with or like what yeah. your gender presentation is. This is about like the sort of what they call these energies, the masculine and feminine energies, right? Yes. So the masculine energy is like the doer, the list maker, the taskmaster, like do, 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 cross it off the list, whatever. And the feminine energy is just like the being, right? Mm-hmm. It's the flowing. It's the receiving. If you are, as I have been much of my life, and especially my early career in New York City as an actor, it's like, I gotta go, I gotta do, I gotta be. I moved to New York City to be an actor, so I'm gonna read plays on the subway, I'm gonna read plays on the toilet, I'm gonna go see, you know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like non-stop, push, 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 push. But then there's no space for receiving. There's no feminine energy, there's no space for receiving, right? Mm-hmm. There's no just being in the flow of it. There's no, because you're clogging up the drains, going, go, go, pee, 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 do, do, do. One of the things in this sort of feminine energy to, like, enhance that part of you is to do things that are not Mm result-oriented. Like having a dance party in your living room, hanging out with your friends, drinking champagne in the afternoon. When are we going to have a dance party in the living room? That's how we're going to celebrate this podcast. (laughs) But it's like like doing things just to feel your body and your energy, to feel yourself kind of moving in the world without specific purpose. So on the list, kind of like running is one of those things. Mm -hmm. But not if you, as Tracy Wilson style did it, Sign up to run and say, I'm going to run because it's going to be this really feminine energy thing that I'm doing and here are the times I'm going to get. <laughs> right? Right. That's different. That's different. Right? That's a different type of thing. Totally. Now, I really enjoy running as a way to just like be with my body and my mind in the yeah. world mm-hmm. and just run and sometimes I time it and a lot of times I don't. Mm-hmm. I just say, and here's the thing I never in while I am a fit human, never would have thought I'd say, you know what, I'm just going to go run five miles and I'll be back. Yep. You know? It feels good to do it that. It feels so good. And just like when I take a yoga class, I never regret going out for a run. I never regret showing up yeah, to the no. mat. Never. I never regret, like, showing up for myself. You know, I travel a lot for work. I do a lot of really exciting gigs around the country. I'm, like, super grateful for the work I do. Mm-hmm. And I used to show up somewhere and say, like, okay, um... Let me see if I can find a hot yoga class. Let me see if I can figure out, like, and then it's, like, a $30 cab and a $40 class because I'm a newbie, like, whatever, whatever. And I'm, like, or 
especially like I get to stay in some nice hotels, you know, concierges with run maps. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, here's where oh, you run yeah. when you're in Dallas, and here's where you run when you're in Nashville, and here's where you run when you're, you know, when you go to the hotel and they have like a run guide. They, you know, they and literally have run concierges. They have run concierges at I, I, okay. hotels. At, oh, I wasn't gonna say. If you go to a Westin, no. they will even give you. They will even give you sneakers. Okay, if you don't have sneakers. No way. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Okay, I and was... they will give you run map. <laughs> Shout them out. Oh man. Uh, Sp- sponsor, 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 sponsor. No, but I I stayed at Westin and mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they had a concierge to tell me here's here's yeah. what you want to do here's yeah. you, how you want to hydrate because. You right. know, I'm coming sure. from a low altitude. Yeah, yeah. And I've yeah. never been in the mountains before. But right. yeah, no. So great. No, it's amazing. And like, what a fun way to explore the cities that I am going to. Mm-hmm. It is so fantastic. And I mean, you do have to say like, is this a safe area? Can I run here? Like, yeah. we're going to, you know, like get the map from the concierge if you don't know where I mean, you there's are. there's even, there's. But some of them have groups. I've never done the groups, but some of them there is group a, runs. There is a company in New York City oh. that does oh, this, run tours. Well, see, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, you Dana. should be doing that. Uh, um, yeah, what would that be? Right? I it's mean, pretty great. Yeah. Because, but because there, there are, are people options. who come in to business in New yeah. York City that still want to maintain their physical fitness. Of course. While maybe in my past, I'm going, I'll walk two miles on the treadmill and watch a TV show. While I'm, now I'm like, let me go explore the city right. by foot. Mm-hmm. And all I need is the sneaks. Because it's not about what time class is. It's not about, it's just, I just got my sneaks. Because look, it. anyone who's run the New York City Marathon yes. can tell you it's a view of the five boroughs that you will right? not you will see not get. any other There's way. no other time that you will get that. There's and no even, other time. So even when I ran the NYC half, which I'm glad I ran it before they changed the course. I'm going to just, I will say yeah. that for real. Yeah. And here, well, and also here's this really hilarious. So like I was saying, when I signed up for that race, my first big race, mm. right, I was coming off of like, you know, dealing with a lot of personal stuff and the infertility and all the things. And what was very helpful for me is to use that space in my brain that would Google shit, right? Yes. That would Google like, right? But like, it just takes up space in your head. Right. And I call them the like late night, like Google and cry binges and the late, like whatever, when you're really depressed about something. Those. We've all had them, right? For whatever them. reason, we've all had them. What I found was... It got really exciting to Google things like what is the course map and to read things that people were writing mm-hmm. about it and, and to read like somebody's blog about running the NYC half and then to like talk about like what sort of crappy weird goose shit am I supposed to eat mm-hmm. and like yeah. all the things. But then, to, but then to say like, oh, I get it. Like run negative splits and oh, here's how it's going to do and like make my plan and always like, and it was really fun and really exciting and it took up a part of my brain that needed to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You know, it was really, really important. Yeah. It was really important. What's funny is when I was training, so like I said, so I did this Hale Hidden app mm-hmm. and it was like pretty remarkable. It was very helpful for me. It really, it was everything I needed. It tells you, you should run a 5k at this point, then a 10k, then your half within your, it's like a 12 week training, mm-hmm. right? Because I had never run a 5K. I had never run, like I said, I yeah. had never run you gotta the actual start somewhere. races. Like, I don't know how to, like, get water from the water station. Like, I didn't know how to do the things. I don't know what it's like to wait for people. Okay. You just grab water. You just grab water. Just to clarify just, for you just, anyone who has never run. Oh, my. You okay. just grab it. Um, type, type A Tracy self. 
And I also, would like go- thank the volunteers. And thank the volunteers. Yeah. For certain. <laughs> But I would definitely be like, oh, I see. You're supposed to run towards the end of the water. Then you do the thing. Then you fold it in a little cup. Or were you? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like over analyzing yeah. every little. Like, but you have, you kind of have to take that step because before I you run a big race. You because don't, I didn't Because you don't know. Because you don't know. But why I say the uh, mini 10k was where I first medal was because I said, okay, I have to do a 5k. I have to do a 10k. Right. Okay. Beforehand. Before what I was do the, the 5K? Marathon. So the 5K was the San Francisco Chinese New Year YMCA. <gasps> what? Right. I want to run to that. Okay. So I, want to do I really, that. really wish I could do it again. Ugh. So because that year, 2016, I actually was working for the Super Bowl. Okay. Right? So I was emceeing and I was hosting this big <gasps> event for the NFL experience. <gasps> so I was there for like 10 days doing this huge hosting, this huge Super Bowl event doing family games and trivia and, like, interviewing players. I mean, it was a great, great, great event for one of the huge sponsors. It was, like, super exciting, right? I realized that I was in San Francisco during the time that I was supposed to run the 5K and that there was this Chinese New Year 5K during that time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, great. And so the event itself was, like, I want to say they were, like, 12-hour days, but the other – there were two hosts, and we each did six-hour days, right? So we split days. What are the hours? I don't know, whatever. You either did the morning to the early afternoon or the early afternoon till the night. So I was like, okay, well, if I get the afternoon to the night shift, I can run this race in the morning. Oh, wait, sorry. The mini 10K is my, first I did the 5K. Super Bowl week was the 5K. Mm-hmm. And it was literally, this is so hilarious. So the 5K was in Candlestick Park or something in San Francisco, right, mm-hmm. during the Super Bowl. So I got up early I, and I got a little ribbon. It was very exciting, though. I had Aww. never gotten anything. And it was just a very, it was like a run for somebody's Boy Scout troop or something. Do you know what Aww, I mean? I don't yeah. know what it was. Yeah, yeah. But it was an official 5K, sign up, pay your money, do the thing, wait in the line, let the buzzer go off. So, like, <laughs> it was a real thing, right? Yes. So I did, I did the 5K. I probably won my age group except for the fact that I didn't know I was supposed to take this tag off and hand it in. And then they oh, put them in order. Yeah, yeah. And whatever. They used to do races like that. Yeah, because it was because this was this is a, old school. This is old school, and it was just like a real small one. Yeah. So there's no. They don't have shit a tag, tag no and D tag. There was know, nothing blah, like that. Blah, blah, blah. It was just like you, you when you ran by the finish, you were supposed to rip off your tag yeah. and hand it over, and then that was the order you came in in. Yeah. And I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. So like 20 minutes later, I was like, Oh crap! I never handed. You. Oh, am I supposed to give you this? So like whatever. Yeah. However, okay, I did it. Okay. Ironically. I'm in San Francisco again when I'm supposed to run the 10K because I have a big cycle for survival event. So I have a big event all weekend. I have an event till 10 p.m. And then Sunday I'm supposed to fly back to New York. I was like, okay, if they give me an afternoon flight, I can run the 10K in the morning and then take the afternoon flight. Okay. Because I am like, I have to stick to the schedule. And I have to make sure (laughs) I have to do all these things. Because I will be honest, I was petrified of not being able to run a half marathon. Okay. I had never run more than three miles. I mean, I was, I'm fit, again, but I had never run it. I had again, never done it. it's a mindfuck. But I did not. That is, that is the, the mindfuck. Mind right, that's the mindfuck. Because I was like. You're well, like, this is a thing I've never done before. Never I don't know if I can. Right. Because I've never proven it to myself. Right. But even though I was like, I know I can work out for two hours, but can I run mm-hmm. for two hours? Probably. But like, I don't know. I've never done it. So I thought, Okay. And I have to stick to the schedule or else I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And I believed in this, like, app. Mm-hmm. Right? I researched it. I read all yes, the reviews. Of course. <laughs> so so I, I go to the 10K. It's a little bit chilly. 
And this was my first experience with like, oh, this is what it's like to wait before a race. Yeah. But here's the thing. I really want to do this race again. It's the Chinese New Year in Chinatown in San Francisco. And they do the 10K. It's the Chinese New Year YMCA in San Francisco. So it's in Chinatown. And, like, prior to the race, they do, like, the dragon dances. Oh, I mean, it was magical. Honest to God, it was magical. Mm -hmm. So here was my key learning for this event. Okay. It was a 5K, 10K fun run. A 10K, this is the first time I've run more than six miles in a race, right? It's, like, kind of a lot for me. Yeah. And it's in San Francisco. It starts uphill, all the way downhill. Lots of hills. Across the Embarcadero, then way uphill again. So, this is before I really understood what negative splits were all the way. <laughs> like, I didn't really quite get it. It's, I, I, it's I, a process. It is a process. I learned things like follow someone and stay in pace with someone, get behind somebody and go with them. That's not a bad first race strategy, though. Okay. Except. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Except. Who did you choose? When the guy who you follow is doing a 5K and you're doing a 10K. Okay. Yeah, that's a problem. So, I'm on the Embarcadero and I'm flying. I mean, I haven't run a mile that fast since high school, <laughs> since I actually tracked how many miles I did, how fast, yes. right? And I was hauling, and I was like, this is amazing, and I feel so good, and I go up the hill great, and whatever, mm-hmm. and then he's done. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I have to do this whole loop again. Yes. So I was like, oh, dang it. So I don't get to follow that guy anymore, which mm-hmm. I was excited about. He's gone. Yeah. I go around, I go down the hill, I go across the Embarcadero. I see the uphill, and it's significant, and it's the last probably full mile, mm-hmm. and I'm gassed. I, I was like, yeah. I spent it with that guy doing the 5K. So uh, I'm trying to describe this for people who are listening on a podcast. I, I take, I'm like, I'm going to take one minute. I'm just going to take, I'm going to take 10 seconds. I'm going to pause. I'm just going to pause as I'm looking up the hill, and I like bend my knees, and I put my hands on my knees, and I just sort of look up the hill, and I was like, oh, God. I got it. <laughs> And that is my first race photo. <laughs> that is my first ever race oh, photo. Oh, man. <laughs> it's always a moment of strife, not, isn't not it? Not the ones that are high-fiving people. No, no. It's that never, is, it's I, never it, that. Oh, my God. And I did all the things. I put, like, Tracy on my name of course. in tape. Uh-huh. Because you knew. Because I knew. And I even spelled it wrong because... Tracy, T-R-A-C-I fit better than E-Y, but it was going to sound the same to me. <laughs> I spelled my own name wrong so you would shout me out. You really overthought that I one. I totally <laughs> And I didn't even get a medal. I was like, I deserve a medal for this one. However, it was super exciting, and I did a 10K, mm-hmm. and I made this complete video journal afterwards I was sent to you about like me running my first 10K. Oh my God, I want to see it. And I was it. super proud, okay. and it was super exciting, great. and it was so great. <laughs> And I will say that even though, in quotes, like, I didn't do great. No, I did great. Like, I did it. You did great. You know, like, I did it. Mm-hmm. And I felt really, really good about it. And I felt like that's that's the day when I, when I was like, I think I'm becoming a runner. You know? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I think I'm, like, I think I'm becoming a runner. Yeah. And I even, even training for the half during the winter, I, I hate being cold. It doesn't matter that I'm from Buffalo. It just means I know how to layer better. Like, I never, you know what I mean? Like, I never... I feel that way, too. I never skied. I didn't do winter sports, Mm -hmm. right? I thought, like, oh, my God, I did not not think this through well, but I have to train during the winter. That I'm training for a March run during winter. Yeah. And so, I actually became to really love running in the cold. Okay. I loved it. Yeah. I still do. Because I love putting on all my layers Mm -hmm. and stepping outside my door to run. Yeah. What I did not love... Uh-huh. Which I learned I will probably not do again is I did not love 
waiting for two hours in a corral when it's 25 degrees out. Yeah. That is not, it, it's not good for my bones. Yeah. It's not, like it did not, people were like, oh, you won't need to, I'm like, no, no, I will. Yeah, no, that was the like, NYC, the NYC half. Yeah, it's rough. This past year. It's rough. It's so rough. Yikes. Like, we were all so cold that it was hard to look at another person in the eye. Yeah. Because we were Because your all, eyelids were frozen. We were, we were that cold. Yeah. We and, were that cold. And what's funny is, yeah, so it was, it was too cold for I I, I struggled with that a lot. Yeah, I struggled with. The I keep cold. saying I'm not gonna do but the NYC. But then you do. Then you do. And, and then I but do. Then oh no! Here's what I was gonna say earlier: is that when I was doing all the research on the half, and they were like, "It's so great," and then you run through Central Park, and there's a sea of people to meet you in Times Square. Yeah, there's not though. Or like seven. It's it's, <laughs> it's like the least amount of people you will ever see in Times Square. Times Square. Like, it was super <laughs> cool to run through Times Square. I'm like, no, I'm used to a sea of people in Times Square. This is not a sea of people this in Times Square. This is not, no. But when I turned west onto 42nd Street and that wind kicked, and then I had to then mm. run down, you know, the West Side Highway. West Side Highway, which you can do. In the freezing yeah. cold. Yeah. That was rough. That's rough. It was rough. Mm-hmm. But I did it. And it was super exciting. The second time, you know, when I finally sure. got to do it, I went back. It was super exciting. And it was super fun. But, like, I think to the point of this podcast, it's, like, I, in that process, really started to enjoy running and really started, like I said, about the being in a car analogy. Being in New York City and saying, like, you know what? I'm just going to go run the park for an hour. It's interesting to think, like, oh, I don't have time to run. Or I'm busy after this. I'm super tight. The days when I actually do run are far superior I get more done in less time. My head is clearer. Mm-hmm. I feel less stressed. The, what it does for my brain is I could almost care less what it does for my body. Like, it's so good for yep. my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like what it does for my body. But I really like what it does for my brain. Yeah. And now I do these things. And, some, and, and to be transparent, like, I don't always, like, run. Sometimes I, like, do a combo, like, run, jog, walk. Sometimes I'll, like, sort of interval train a little, just depending on what I feel like doing. I will always, like, try to put on some sneaks, one foot in front of the other. Well, that's what we talk about a lot of the race announcing that I do. It's about, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter your fitness level. It doesn't even matter where you are. Like you said earlier, you need one pair of sneakers. Mm Mm-hmm. And some people don't even run sneakers. Maybe you need bare feet. Maybe you need bare feet. Maybe you need bare feet. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe that's your thing. But you just need to go outside and then just do it. Yeah. So let's talk about your announcing a sure. little bit here. Yeah. Because that's kind of how I know yeah, celebrity yeah, yeah. Tracy Wilson. <laughs> that's how I know celebrity leading. Oh, my god. Smiling gosh. at me with their big open arms and all the big <laughs> wide smile and all the like, Tracy, you're like leading. Like, oh, it's so fun. So. It's so fun. So I know Tracy, yeah. obviously from years of announcing at yeah. races that yeah, I yeah, just yeah. show up to. And and back in the day, I was showing up by myself. Wow. I knew no one. Wow. I knew I knew no one, and I kind of felt like I know knew you a little bit. And then, uh, but I didn't. That's amazing. But I didn't. I love but, it. But like I, I kind of so I kind of feel like I know all of the announcers, sure. and I know all of like the people, the hierarchy of yeah. Of the races that are all always, you know, there with me. Well, here's the thing. Because, honestly, because I have looked you in the face at every race. <laughs> even before I knew you. Right. Because of course. we cheer for every single runner. Like, that's yeah. my joy. That's, oh, and thank God for you. 
But literally, <laughs> Lee, like, it is my joy mm-hmm. to cheer on every runner mm-hmm. at every fitness level, at every pace, mm-hmm. because whatever race it is, a 5K, a 10K, a marathon, every single person is putting the same amount of miles under their feet. Every single one. Yeah. And it really does not matter how fast you do it. It matters that you do it. I say that all the time, and I mean it from the core of my heart, from the depths of my being. Yeah. That, like, it is the same accomplishment. Yeah. Maybe you PR. Maybe you don't. Maybe your friend's fast. Maybe you're slow. Maybe, who gives a shit? No. Like, it really doesn't matter. No. It really matters, like, did you get up and go running? Did you do that for yourself? Did you give that gift to yourself while everybody else is, like, on the couch or sleeping or brunch or whatever? And you're like, oh, yeah, hey, like, you know, I just ran a 10K this morning. Mm-hmm. And then go back your day. I mean, it's really remarkable. It is a privilege, and I mean this seriously. It is a privilege for me at these races, mm-hmm. at a 5K, a half, or a big marathon. It is a privilege to see every single runner go by the finish line yeah. from the start to finish. And, and it's interesting because when I first started race announcing, I was put at the finish of a charity race, probably like a charity 5K, because the finish is the sort of beginner spot sometimes it's it's not considered always at a race like the big spot is where you are announcing the people at the start you're announcing this dignitaries you're Mm -hmm. right all the big stuff yeah and then maybe maybe you're at the finish but you're at the finish when the elite runners come by and then Mm -hmm. we trade out okay okay so oftentimes the fancy position is the person who does the announcing at the start and then they read off and they elite runners go by, mm-hmm. and then somebody else covers. Okay. So then that so that's where I started. I started as a finish line race announcer. So I do this race. It's for brain cancer. I I am ill equipped. I am not trained in it. Nobody tells me what to say. Okay. I don't know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. It's just like I gotta cheer on runners, right? <laughs> well, I don't understand that I'm cheering on runners and walkers, right? Because it's a mix, mm-hmm. run walk kind of thing. Who are holding signs. With, and I don't mean this crassly, I mean this truly, with their dead children on them. Wow. And I don't know that this is going to, I was not, I was not prepared. I wasn't ready. I I didn't know this was coming. You know, around the bend they come, and there's these walkers and runners holding pictures of like, R.I.P., like we miss you with like beautiful children who are gone. Like sad, terrible, and I'm not, I had no idea I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. No one gives you a script for that. So I'm at the finish line. Mm-hmm. And I am I am seeing signs that are sad with people's deceased children. Like all this gorgeous sadness. Like gorgeous yeah. children. Yeah. Sad parents. Like I don't know what mm-hmm. to say. And then I just said, um, I looked at this woman in the eye and I said, listen, like I know it's difficult. I know you don't want to be here. But the best thing that you can be doing right now in the memory of your child is to be raising money and make sure other mm-hmm. kids don't have to go, blah, 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 you know, like all the things. Yeah. And I'm just trying to like speak the best I can from the heart and talk to that person the best I can because I don't really know what to say. And she mouths to me, thank you, while she's crying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing more finish line announcing. And more, and I have said to basically every boss – Please always keep me at the finish line. And I've said, like, Meb Kofleski does not need me to announce his name. No. It's great. It's exciting. I love it. It's no. very exciting. I've met him. Right? He knows his name. He knows his name. And that guy is amazing. He's 
He is amazing. Wonderful. Right? I want to announce Mary from the Bronx, whose name comes up, who is huffing and puffing around the corner doing her first 5K or 10K. Mm -hmm. Who I want to honor the fact that she has made this huge accomplishment of running this race and finishing and completing it and doing it. To me, it is really important and joyous to cheer on every single runner mm-hmm. because it is a big accomplishment. It is a big deal. If somebody's doing like a couch to 5K, if they've never yeah. run before, if they've never, and they'd be 40, 50, 60 years old, and they're like, you know what, I want to get in shape, yeah. or I just found out I have diabetes, or I, whatever, I just, listen, I have the privilege of working at the end of the marathon. In New York City, I have the privilege. Now I work Chicago Marathon. I'm doing LA this year, San whoop, Francisco. Whoop. Like, You're doing I, LA this I year? Am. Darn it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so next you're gonna, year. So next year. So next year. Okay. Okay. So I, I, have, I have great privilege to be on the course and cheer people on mm-hmm. and to get paid to do it. Like okay. that's a, that's a thrill, yeah. right? That's a thrill. For sure. It's beyond me, right? It's mm-hmm. bigger than me. It's about like, it's, yeah. it's really about cheering each other on and using sports and using running to show people that they're great, that they're worthy, that they're doing it, that they showed mm-hmm. up, that they are seen, that they are valued, all that stuff we talk about. Mm-hmm. It's kind of good. It's kind of important. It's, it's kind, kind of awesome. Of, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm getting a little cheesy now. I hope that's okay. No, that's... <laughs> bring okay? on the cheese. Okay? Bring I, I, on listen, the listen, cheese. I'm, I'm a gourmet cheese. <laughs> I'm a delicious cheese. I'm a lot of cheese. Oh, yeah. But I'm not like a cheese whiz. Like, I'm a I'm no, like no, a fancy You're cheese. like a fancy I'm delicious. A fancy I'm a fancy cheese. What is that? Telegio? I don't even know that. Oh, that's it's, it's an so Italian fancy. one. It's I'm a, so I'm a fancy. fancy. It's that I'm fancy. fancy cheese. Mm-hmm. I'm a little cheesy, but I'm a fancy cheese. <laughs> but it's like, but I think, but I think that that is important. I think cheering each other is on is important. I'm actually working. I'm gonna. I'll preview it for you now on your okay. podcast. Okay. I'm working on a little video that I'm gonna make. Right. <gasps> Just like a short little video that I'm gonna okay. put out. That's basically. It's gonna be called twenty five point nine. Okay. 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 Because when I work the New York City Marathon, I work at Columbus Circle, which is mile twenty five point nine. Oh my god, I love it. Okay, but the but the but it's this. This is what the point of it is. It's easy to cheer people at the finish line. It's fun, right? Yeah. And it is a privilege. And it's like you made it, you did it, you get it. That's awesome. And I think that's super important. Mm-hmm. But sort of in life, who's cheering you? When you're not quite at the finish line yet. Girl, you're giving me chills again. (laughs) Who is cheering you to get to the finish? Yeah. Who is cheering you? We know this is residents of New York City, that the New York City Marathon is the greatest in the world. It's um, it's fantastic. Fantastic. And that more than a million spectators come out Mm -hmm. and line the course to cheer you along the way. But I think running is very much like life. It's all analogous. It's all, right? Did I use that word right? (laughs) Uh, Am I yeah. saying it right? Yeah, yeah, totally. You always said you know. I get, I get you. Know, you know, I'm trying to be fancy. I'm trying to be fancy on a podcast, Nene. But, <laughs> but the point is, is that, right, like when you are running a marathon, mm-hmm. people are going to wait for you at the finish, and that is awesome. And you want them to be there. You want people to be at the finish, to congratulate you, to give you a medal, to high-five you, to wrap you in the sheet, to do all the mm-hmm. fancy stuff, to take you to dinner. Who's cheering you at 25.9? You are. I am. You are. To me, what's really special about working the New York City Marathon is I love working Columbus Circle. It's super special to me. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because it's not the finish. And then I go and cheer at the finish, which I love, 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 love. Yeah. But I love. Wait, can you, can you tell the story? Can you tell the story of Do how you. Yes, please. Sure. Please okay. tell me the, the story. The football story? The, the story about how you stumbled onto. I stumbled onto. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that was so sorry. Okay. All right. 
So I first started living in, you know. When I first started living in New York City. So I, I, I live in Queens. So mm-hmm. I take the 57th and 7th subway station. On Marathon Sunday, it also happens to be the football season. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, born and bred. Like, I'm from Buffalo. That's just how it is. Yeah. I would go to the Upper West Side and watch football with friends. Then I would walk home through Columbus Circle to 57th and 7th to get the subway home. Right, that's how I would go home. Mm-hmm. One year, shortly after moving to New York, I was watching football. I come through Columbus Circle, and it's Marathon Sunday. It's like 5.36 p.m. It's pitch black. Time change has just happened. It's mm-hmm. dark. It's cold. It's November, you know. I'm like, I see people with bibs turning the corner into Columbus Circle. Yeah. Now the signs are down. The lights are down. There's nothing. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, people are still running? <laughs> like, I didn't know. I wasn't a runner. I wasn't... I mean, I knew it was Marathon Sunday, and it's super cool, and I probably, like, watched it in the morning, and then went and watched football all day. I watched the winners, I watched, you know, the cool pomp and circumstance, and then, you know, I stayed at Columbus Circle and cheered people on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're almost there! Just round <laughs> the corner, the finish line, it's like, literally, you are almost there! And also, I'd be telling them, like, take a right, because there were no signs. They there were know. no signs. There were no, right. like, gates. Back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. That's right. My dad. Yeah. Right? Long time my ago. My dad always told me, he was like, it's a, the first it, the first time he ran the New York City, well, the only time yeah. so far that he's run the New York City Marathon, they didn't have the fencing on right. 59th sure. Street. Sure. Well, yeah, so yeah, 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 like, and, and they didn't have that, so you'd only be able to run three or four across because, like, <sighs> the crowds had descended yeah. on, like, the police just couldn't keep them back, so right. the crowds had right. descended so far into the street that they were like patting you on the back, going, "All right, Amazing. keep going." Amazing. Yeah, but that's how it used to be. It's not like that anymore. Yeah, well, and. and- just on a sad note, like after the bombing happened of in Boston, it all changed as well. It all changed. Right? Like everything got super heightened, much more barricades, much more cordoned off, mm-hmm. all the stuff, right? So a long time ago, more than a decade ago, there wasn't all that stuff. Yeah. And the marathon, you know, people are still running. It's kind of sort of over, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm still, but I was like, I want to cheer these people on. So it became my marathon tradition. I'd watch TV in the morning. I'd go watch football all day. Then I would come back to Columbus <laughs> Circle. And then at Columbus Circle, I would stay and I would cheer on the stragglers. At the time, that's probably what I called them, the stragglers. Mm-hmm. Final finishers. Just the people that are like, oh my God, they're still out here. Like, I, also, those are the people. To go back to Meg Kaflesky, you know, some people say like, God, I can't believe you can run a marathon so fast. And he'll say, I can't believe you run a marathon for eight hours. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Exactly. It's a different endurance. It's, it's, it's literally totally a different, different skill set. Yeah. And I have interviewed him. He has as much admiration and respect for runners that take eight hours mm-hmm. or ten hours yeah. to finish a marathon. Mm-hmm. Because they're still at it and still doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's tremendous. It's tremendous. Yeah. I do this every year. And it's my own little personal marathon tradition to go cheer people at 59th Street at Columbus Circle. Then in 2011... I had an opportunity to work for the marathon and to work and start being a race announcer in New York City. And I get my marathon assignment and it's Columbus Circle. Yay! And I was like, what? Did I visualize? Did I like manifest this whole thing? The universe saying yes. Like, Thanks, universe. <laughs> so I would, I would officially be on the stage, like the United Airlines Entertainment Zone, all day on stage. And then when the band is over and the stage is done, then I just jump down and cheer and continue to cheer for people. And it's magical. And now I go to the end and we do a whole final finishers party and it's fantastic. Like it's really, really wonderful. Yeah, it's kind of cool because I'd been doing it all along mm-hmm. and then I got h- hired to be there. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it's, I mean, it is a thrill to have it as a job to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And here's where I get cheesy again. The delicious Go cheese. It. Go for it. Like you want, you want to help them have the best possible experience. Mm-hmm. In a race, in a marathon, in a big run. When I am on stage and people run by, when I see you, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that's the big wide arms and a big open mouth smile, just all joyous and deliciousness. But when I am cheering people and I see them mouth thank you, or they're like air high five me, or they're like, yeah, so they fist bump me, like, okay, I can do it, I can do it. And you can see people get like a little boost of energy because you're there. Yeah. Like, you want to help that experience. You want to help give people, like, the best experience. Yeah. And now, some of the work that I'm doing for one of the big amenity sponsors at these big mm-hmm. marathons around the country, it is, I'm at mile 20. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, and it's interesting because the first part of the marathon, you know, it's just, like, the elite runners whizzing by. You're like, ah, have a run by. You, you don't even, they're, 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 you don't even hear three words they run by so yes. fast. What I'm saying changes as the mar- as the runners change. Yes. Because then it is your elites, then it is your professionals, then it's your like sort of semi-pros, then it's your like maybe not professional but like good runners. Mm -hmm. And then on and on. Then it becomes more probably charity runners or probably more people who are like running it in honor of someone, in memory of someone, for Mm -hmm. a charity, for whatever. Yeah. To be at, in quotes, at the wall is sort of great. Yeah. Because it's like, it's the same as the sort of 25.9. Like who's cheering you? Who's cheering you to get to the finish? Yeah. In your life, who is cheering you at 25.9 in your life? And it's, like, such a thrill to be like, you got this. What wall? You tear down that wall. You, like, scale that wall. You're standing along and you're laughing in its face. And just being, you know, mm-hmm. because, I mean, simple math, the slower the runners are, the longer they're going to hear me. Yeah. Right? So in the beginning, they're like, Meow. Like, because they just yeah. want to me. But then as it gets towards the end of the marathon, I have a lot of time as these people run by me to talk to them. Oh, yeah. And to really cheer them on and to really say, like, and then towards the end end of the marathon, I'm like, this is where you dig deep. This is where you think about why are you running? Like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. what made you sign up? And then a lot of them are like, because I was drunk. Like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> but a lot of times. A likely story. Right? But a lot of times, people might cry. Mm-hmm. They might come high five me. Yeah. They might, like, air high five me. And then I see, like, a little kick in their staff. I see yeah. them. Even when I'm working in the shorter races where I'm right at the finish, mm-hmm. and I see people coming around the bend, I'm like, you got this. You can do it. Like, there is a thrill for me to see someone just go, like, a tiny bit faster than they were. And if I'm saying to them, if you have anything left, give it now. Mm-hmm. Like, don't finish it th- this race. Yeah. And thinking, like, I could have done better. Give it now. Just, so, like, the life thing. Just my delicious cheese. It's like to cheer people on in that way, it's more than about running. Yeah. It's like you are using running to better your life. You are using running to say like, I can accomplish this. I can do this. I can set a goal. I can achieve it, etc. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I can attest to all of this and I can attest to your ability to Aww. put a spring in someone's step because I saw you two notable times yeah. this past marathon I season, like notable times. Which, of course, I was injured for. That's okay. The entire time. But okay. I, I saw it's you okay. in Chicago. Uh-huh. I was running with my dad mm-hmm. in Chicago at mile 20. Mm-hmm. I saw a lovely redhead <laughs> atop a platform. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, that looks like Tracy. Like, like what? And then I was like, oh my god, that sounds like Tracy. And I was like, oh my god, that is Tracy. <laughs> I was like, Dad, we gotta 
crazy. Amazing. It was so but amazing. He kept joking. He was like, how do you know no, everyone, everyone on the course? <laughs> well, you know what was really funny about that, actually, besides seeing you was so magic? Because I didn't... Well, what's here's what's ironic. I didn't anticipate seeing anyone I knew. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I actually saw a lot more people that I knew like you or knew of because of working all the other events. Right. They were like, hey, New York! Or like, we know you! It's, like, you know... It's a world marathon, It's man. a world marathon. There were a lot of people that run New York, that ran Chicago, that, sure. you know, will be in LA and San Francisco and, and all that. So that, that part of it, that part of it was definitely, it was definitely pretty funny to yeah. see all the, like, yeah. amazing, you know, that was pretty But funny. I also saw you at 25.9 uh-huh. this past year. I was running that particular race with my boyfriend. Yes. Which was his, story. his second marathon. Amazing. But we had hit the wall big time in the Bronx and... Just, we're having a tough time of it in the last several miles because, you know, we had run two marathons in three, four weeks. Incredible. And I, incredible. I was, incredible. and I was injured and he was just exhausted. Yeah. So, you know, we were straggling. We turned the corner into Columbus Circle and yeah. I, I, I was like, okay, we've got two more people. Tracy <laughs> is right there and then Frankie is at the finish line. And I start waving at you. Someone else... <laughs> Someone else is on the mic at the time that I started my waving. Uh, and I was ready. I was ready to take over I, just in case I saw you. Bless your heart. You were ready. So I, I'm waving and Tracy interrupts the other guy, gets on the mic and she's like, Lady O'Connor is finishing the marathon. So good. And Cameron and I start laughing about it. We... We continue on, and Cameron's laughing. He goes, she just kind of wasted your finish. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, yeah, she was basically like, Taylor, I'm going to finish, but... But that's what we're saying. But Lenny O'Connor is finishing the marathon. Well, in, in, in realness, we do have a rule or a guideline that's kind of like, we have our talking points, we have our cheering, but when you see someone you know, you just take it. Yeah. <laughs> you take it. And girlfriend, you took it. And, well, also, shout out to the app. Yeah. To Consultancy Services. I'm going to shout them out. I'm going to shout okay. out the TCS app. Yeah. I'm going to shout out, I'm going to shout out the, like, Roadrunners app and how awesome it is to track people. It is super fun. And it is it super is. fun to be able to track people and know when they're coming to know when to shout them out. Yeah. Like, it's really exciting. Like, yeah. that is definitely helpful. That's not old mm-hmm. school and I can see the little, like, your initials coming down. Yeah. I can see your initials. Like, on the course, it's, like, super exciting. Yeah, so my dad started running marathons in 1998. Wow. So, back in the day. the internet. Oh, no, the internet existed. The internet was a thing. But, like, an You could track a runner, but it wasn't up-to-date information. Nobody had cell phones at the time. To see the technology yeah. over the years yeah. improve to the point where we have GPS, you can, you can watch on it's your so tiny cool. computer in your yes. pocket yes. where a person is. Yes. That's so cool. It's so cool. I really love to get to do that because I'll have several friends running and then I did this also in Chicago. And then, I'll, and then I'll, um, but for sure I do it in New York every time and I'll say like, who's running Who's running for charity? Whose friends do I have running? Also, like if there are celebs running so I know when they're coming. Oh, yeah. I always do, wait, here's just something silly. Uh-huh. I always do this thing <laughs> and all my friends who watch on television know it. Uh-huh. I have it timed when the television truck goes by. When yes! they shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so they can hear me. Yeah. When the truck goes by, you can 
hear me in the background shouting out the elite runners coming back. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And I did it in Chicago. And the client that I was working for, I think, was very appreciative that, like, as it's going by, I kind of gave a shout out to, like, what was happening at the mile of, like, whatever. And it was sort of like a big deal. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a time. I have a time with the TV oh, yeah, trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the TV trucks come by. All right. So, uh, <laughs> just for the powers that be, Tracy B. Wilson knows her shit. That's, that's what you get for hiring somebody. So, hire her. Like. That's right. That's right. She does her research. I do my research. Here's the thing to kind of like sort of wrap this all together, right? Mm-hmm. Joking about the type A and joking about mm-hmm. the whatever. I enjoy cheering at the races. I enjoy cheering the finishers. I enjoy supporting all the runners. I would like to do more races, but now I actually work a lot of the races. So I actually mm-hmm. can't run them because I work them. I'm so grateful that I have found running as just sort of like a mental tool. It is really a gift and it is a joy and you don't have to you just put on sneakers. And you just put you on just go outside. And there's no, like, what time is class starting? What time? Mm-hmm. Is, you just do it. And if I go without worrying about how fast or about how slow or about how whatever, people at some point are going to be running, listening to this podcast. I'm certain of it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's That's like, it's going to be a whole thing. point. <laughs> because I love to do, like, I call them, I, I say to my husband, I'm going to do a podcast run. Mm-hmm. And I put on a podcast. It's an hour. And I'll just go jog. And I'll jog up to the airport and around, down to the park and back. Mm-hmm. And I'll, like, listen to a podcast while I'm jogging. You know, mm-hmm. and then I'll sprint it out in between and I'll do a sort of integral thing and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's yeah. the most joyous, best thing. I'm so grateful that I have it in my life. Yep. You know? Yep. So, mm-hmm. if you're looking for joy, <laughs> go for a run. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the point. That's the point. Yes. Konlari did not talk about that in her, like, what no. brings me joy. She did not. Organize your drawers and then go for a joyous run. And then go for a joyous run. Brings me joy. Brings it brings joy. me joy. I can't and hold it in my hand. No, but. but if you are wearing, as my sister and I like to say, if you're wearing a running shirt that has thumb holes in it, that brings me joy. <gasps> thumb holes bring me joy. Yeah. So if you can run with the thumb holes, that's like All double right. the joy. Double joy. Thumb holes bring me joy. All right. <laughs> double, double joy. All right. I think we can end it here, yeah? yeah? Right? All right. Well, thank you so well, much, yeah. Tracy, for being on my podcast. I'm so excited. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. Mwah, 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 mwah. Okay, buddy.